BYU Sports Nation NFL draft picks and how they fit into the priority list of BYU Cougar football. State of the program based on who gets their name called by the commish? Kyle Van Noy, the latest to realize his NFL dream. Tim Twentyman, senior insider for the Detroit Lions on why Motown had to have Van Noy and why he's a perfect fit in a new shade of blue. Oh, yeah. Plus, which current BYU players have the best shot at an NFL career? Another BYU-Utah classic on the diamond? Not really. Eh. And big deal, no deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your TV and radio and tablet and phone. And Roku. Computer, Roku, Xbox, Xbox. basically everything else. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, May 14th, what is up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who suffered from venous trophobia for most of his high school career. It's a real thing with real doctors. His name is Jerem Jordan. (laughs) Wherever and however you're dialed in. Candy bars. Great to have you with us. Hey, you're a guy that digs the superhero movies, right? Yeah. We've, we've determined that. Yeah. And, and I like superhero movies just not as much as you. But have you seen the new Batmobile? I mean, I have two words for you. Holy Porsche. Yeah, it looks awesome. There was a photo released yesterday of apparently that's Ben Affleck, probably on steroids, slash wearing a suit <laughs> that pumps him up a little bit. I, I will pump you up. I would like one of those suits. Nobody beats Christian Bale. But the Batmobile, ooh, that's tough to beat a, Val Kilmer, a Porsche. Michael Keaton. Come on. George Clooney. <laughs> Christian Bale's Christian the man. Bale. It took a Welsh dude to Just really define Batman. Worlds apart. Hey, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter topic. Where does getting players drafted rank in your priority list for BYU football? Hmm. Is it a priority at all to you? Is it number one? Does it matter? Does it should it be higher? We'll break it down in a moment. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Do you know how many players have been drafted in the Bronco Mendenhall era? You might not. And the, the number might surprise you. It's, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that trend 85. coming up. five. <laughs> I wish. Use the hashtag BYUSN to keep your responses coming. Listen to BYU Sports Nation noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org or any of those other uh, 15 methods we discussed at the top of the show. Rise and shout on a Wednesday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. BYU and the draft. Kyle Van Noy became the ninth draft pick out of BYU in the nine years of Bronco Mendenhall's tenure. As head coach. Nine draft picks, nine years as head coach. That's, That's right. roughly one a year. Yeah, that's really good math you just pulled off right there. It's close. Yeah. Uh, Is that a worry? I mean, you want to keep up with the Joneses. When we say that, we're not trying to keep up with Alabama and not trying to keep up with Florida, USC. Like, okay, those those programs are in a class of their own. But what about Boise State? What about Utah? What about San Diego State? Even SMU? Fresno State. Okay, what about schools like that? Okay, here's some numbers to chew on. BYU has... Two picks the last four years. Utah State has mm. six the last three. Mm, okay. Huh? Boise State and Utah, since the 2006 draft to now, that's under Bronco Mendenhall's tenure as head coach, 21 NFL picks each. 
during that time. BYU has nine. They're the top of the list of teams from non-power Comparable conferences. Comparable teams to BYU. Yeah. Utah's in a power conference. Uh, San Diego State has 18. San Diego State Twice has 18 draft picks. Southern Methodist. So they're two a year. Yeah. Boise State's just over two a year. SMU, 11. That's where you said you want to be, two a year. Right? I want to be I want BYU to have uh I I want BYU to have a a day 1 or day 2 pick every year and then some other guy. Two guys a year doesn't seem like it's asking a lot. But but it is. You know, it, I guess but if here here's the deal. If San Diego State has 18, why can't BYU have at least 18? They can. They can. What about Notre Dame? Technically, they're they not. They had eight this year. They're not in a power conference, we, but they're B- considered. BYU is not even close to they're, Notre they're Dame in terms of individual star power. 38 and 90. During years. that time. Yeah. Mm. It, that's not going to happen. Even in BYU's heyday, they had more draft picks, but they didn't have as many as Notre Dame. Notre Dame is different. Don't, leave, Notre, leave Notre Dame out of this. Leave the mothers out of this. Is it a concern? How much of a concern is it to you across BYU Sports Nation? The Cougars, certainly over the last. Four years, two draft picks, albeit they were Ziggy Ansah, number five overall, yeah. and Kyle Van Noy, number 40 those overall. Are, those That's are big-time draft picks. Big-time draft Guys that are making an impact and will make an impact right away. And we're going to leave out of this conversation the free agents. Everyone's got free agents. BYU does a good job getting free agent guys Did into, your name get called? into the league. But we're going to focus our conversation on NFL draft picks. BYU, if you look at the last four years, okay, not ideal. Not trending the right way. But really, what's the big deal with not having draft picks? Because I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it's a concern. But for me, it's like, I've got other things that I'm worried about with BYU football. It's not directly tied to winning. It's not. Because BYU has had a first round, the fifth pick and the 40th pick, coming off of eight win seasons. If BYU has a great year, sure, you get noticed. Jimmy Ward, Northern Illinois, is a first round pick, the first safety selected in the NFL draft from Northern Illinois. To the 49ers. You better believe that if he doesn't play on a team that wins, what what they win, 11 games, uh, and played on ESPN consistently, that he's not at least seen a little more. That exposure helps. That can also negatively affect you if you play poorly. But BYU is in a position where I think they should have more. Is it? It's not more important than winning. It's not more important than conference championships, winning bowl games, all of that. But I think it should be part of your program to where you get guys in the league. Isn't That's big it, for recruiting. Isn't it all tied together? I mean, doesn't winning you sort said of, you said that winning of. and draft picks don't tell me are bu- not directly tied. Tell me Buffalo's record last year with Khalil Mack. I have no idea. It does. It did not matter for him. It did not matter. Okay, for that high level player, like it didn't matter for Kyle Lanai. Most people outside of BYU Sports Nation have no idea. You can be a great player on a bad team and get drafted. What his record was. However, if you win consistently, isn't that where you get, more you get, draft picks come in? You get seen and then uh, and exposed, and then maybe you have at least the initial uh, recruitment by an NFL team is a little easier and is sooner. You're more relevant when you win. It's straight up, it's that way. But I don't think that because you're on a winning team, you necessarily have a better chance. You can be a great player on an okay team and get drafted. Why does San Diego State have twice as many picks as BYU? They haven't been winning consistently and been awesome. It's because they've had better athletes than BYU. Better okay. individuals. Okay. So why does it matter then for the, the luster of a program to have a lot of players drafted if San Diego State has 18? It, it matters, but it's not the most important thing. I'm just saying, l- listen, as a— as a BYU fan, I want it all. I want BYU to win the national championship, have the Heisman Trophy winner, have 10 guys picked in every draft. Listen, the realistic expectation is this. 
I want BYU to win double-digit games every year, and I want two draft picks in the NFL draft every year. John, I, at John, least two. John Beck said it best. Losing sucks. <laughs> Winning fixes everything. Yes, <laughs> it just does. Winning fixes everything. Okay, winning is the catalyst of a legacy. That's the number one determinant. Absolutely. Okay? No argument on that. So, I mean, okay. Can, NFL draft picks is down there. I just want it to be a little higher. Here's, here's the formula. Wins equals bowls equals prestige equals exposure equals more draft picks, in my opinion. If you win consistently, you'll have more players drafted. If, if you do it consistently, you'll have the two or three players with their name called each year. Yeah. I really feel like there is that direct correlation. Not saying, you know, you're going to have an all-star like Kyle Van Noy go in the first round, but, like, I feel like... Like, if BYU if, won if 10 games noticed, last year, Van Noy's not necessarily a first-round pick. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But BYU's... But the Cody Hoppin might have gotten drafted. Maybe. <laughs> I, well, here, see, that's the thing with the draft that's so interesting. Like, did Cody Hoppin deserve to be drafted? Heck Yeah! There's some dude from LSU that had 25 career catches that got drafted. 25 the, career catches. Career. Cody Hoffman had like 858. Just kidding. It was, I don't know, what, 200s, 300s? Yeah, he's going to make a roster. The most in BYU history. Of all the receivers BYU's had, more than Austin Colley. Um, BYU's, the last four seasons, has won double-digit games one season. They have two draft picks during that. I think there's some correlation. Well, but guess what? If you have great individual players, NFL draft picks, you are going to win more games. You will. And in the next segment, we're going to discuss how BYU is turning the corner on that. We think that they're recruiting a different type of player now that will not only yield more wins, but more draft picks. Look at Texas. Taysom Hill just scored again. No draft picks this year. <laughs> Do they suddenly have a bad program? No. Did they struggle a bit? Absolutely Is that a huge did. deal in Austin? Absolutely. That yes. they did not have any draft picks. But a low number of draft picks does not qualify or quantify the greatness of a program. If it happened a few years in a row. It helps. Yes, it helps. That's why I'm saying two picks in four years is concerning for BYU. But if BYU, uh, would I rather win double-digit games every year and have zero draft picks? Yes. Every time. Ten times out of ten, I will take double-digit wins and a good bowl game over having a draft pick. But I want everything. (laughs) I want all of it. You're getting stingy, man. But if BYU is going to be elite, you get all of it. As Jerem said, what does the future of BYU football and potential NFL draft picks look like? Is it too early to discuss? Never. The top five for next year. We'll give it to you next segment. We'll discuss that in about five minutes. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat for other trending topics. Baseball loses 5-4 to four to Utah. What's next? Uh, series with Portland <laughs> this weekend to end the regular season. That was a bummer. BYU gave up three oh. runs in the ninth and lost to Utah. The aggregate, however, BYU wins. I didn't figure it out, but BYU won 20-3 to in the first, so there's that. Winning West Coast Conference Softball Awards announced yesterday. Gordon Eakin, the coach of the year. Congratulations. Does that have anything to do with the fact that he was on BYU Sports Nation yesterday? Uh, I don't know. We gave him the karma, and then he got coach of the year. Hmm. What? Hmm. I'm just saying. Also, seven players <laughs> named to the All-West Coast Conference team. Four of those have also been guests on BYU Sports Nation. What Coach you know? Eakin said, when we asked him yesterday, why is your program done so well? Uh, experience and, and your this, show. this show. And your show. Wow. Yeah. That was nice. Kanye Cool Frill. Titan did not get drafted, did not get a, picked up as a free agent or signed a contract. However, he has been awarded a camp tryout with the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is a good thing for Kanye because he has a huge upside as a blocker. The NFL always wants good 
blocking tight ends, if not throw them back to a fullback position. There's always like room H-back. for guys. Yes, there's always room for guys like that. Our Twitter question today is, where does getting players drafted rank in your priority list for BYU football? you got tweets. At Laser Sheep, getting players drafted is important, but program success is way more important. It's Meaning part of programs. a winning program with zero drafted is still hashtag winning. That's what we're saying. But yeah. draft picks can't hurt, right? It can't hurt. Yeah, it can't hurt. At Foof Shill Chili Plate. I think it's Foof's Chili Plate. Foof's Chili Plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's better. Thank you. It's pretty high up there. Multiple players getting drafted on a regular basis is a sign of a healthy program. I'm with you. Yes, but it does not determine... Ultimately, the greatness of a program, but it's important. It helps, yeah. What is BYU doing right now to reverse the current draft trend? Find out next. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and my friend Jerem Jordan, live from BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays. Noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. BYURadio.org. The BYU Radio iOS app, simulcast on BYU TV and BYUtv.org. Hey, guess what? It's like 17 options. Yes. Guess what? What's up? Football Media Day is June 23rd, live on BYU TV <laughs> and BYU Radio. Join us for web chats, several hours of live studio programming, and a day full of BYU football all day. Games, rebroadcasts of uh, previous shows. Uh, including the Top 50 show, by the way, from last year. Uh, June 23rd, mark it on your calendar. I made my on-air debut as a BYU TV employee last media day. I cannot believe it's And you were part of the Top year. 50. Yeah, yes. What were we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, come on now. You represented the fan I in brought that. the fan perspective. You represented the fan in that. Because people were like, who the heck is this guy? Hey, do, do you think... Some people are still asking that question, yeah, who, but not as who many. Who is this guy? I don't know. He's some rando from Palm Springs, California. Uh, well, yeah. you're Spencer Linton from Clinton. That's right. Don't and ever originally forget your roots. Spencer Linton from Clinton, Utah. That's right. Uh, yeah, our Twitter question today: Where does getting players drafted in the NFL rank in your priority list for BYU football? Does it hit your priority list at all? Send your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. I'm going to say that again. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What about the future? of BYU football, and where some potential players could get drafted. We've come up with a list of five guys on the current roster that we feel have the best shot to play in the league. This is in order. Looking at 2015 and 2016. Starting Well, well, well the, for the 2015 draft. Okay, 2015, correct. They, all these players could technically, who could technically in go in the 2015 draft, but there are some underclassmen that are obviously on this list. Starting with... The potato gun out of Idaho, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He's, is he as, not? As of now, he is the best NFL prospect BYU has. Top 15 college football player on yeah. Heisman watch list. Been invited to the Manning Passing Academy. A close second, Jamal Williams, who will become the all-time leading rusher. A running back's value in the NFL has gone down. I think a couple years ago we might have said Jamal Williams in this list. But nowadays, running backs, they're a dime a dozen, apparently. It's a quarterback-driven league. Yes, it is. And Jamal Williams, I think, will get a good shot at the league. I think he's number two on this list. Number three, Jamal's friend, Devon, Devon Blackman. Blackman. He hasn't even played a game for BYU, but his raw talent, his speed, he has NFL speed, and he has that, 
He kind of reminds me of Chad Johnson, to be quite honest with you, the yeah. way he plays the game. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Chad Johnson. He could have, I could see a situation where Devon Blackman has 72 catches, 1,000 yards receiving, and like 12 touchdowns to where he is drafted, where he goes pro after this. I think that would be great. Is it, elite programs have underclassmen draft picks. BYU generally has had, I play all four years, and then I go to the what – if, what if, like, Kyle Collinsworth got drafted after his junior year in the NBA? I think that would be a great thing. What if Devon Blackman had that same thing? I think that would be great. Austin Collie went after his junior year. And when we mentioned Taysom and Jamal, the possibility exists that yes. they go early next year. That's what we're saying. It does. Do we want them to go? No. No. Stay, <laughs> stay here and dominate. But if they have such a great season that they go, I'll take that great season. Paul Lasique is an interesting case. Out of New Zealand, he's a rugby player, and you think, huh? He's only been playing football for a few years. But his body type, his style, he's a bowling ball. He's a guy that could be a fullback. Absolutely could be a fullback. There are a couple teams that still use what the young kids don't know. This is called a fullback. He primarily blocks. Hardly ever gets the ball. Paul Lasique might be a guy that is a sixth or seventh rounder at fullback. Who knows? Number five is a guy that also hasn't played a game in a BYU football uniform. And he could be number three on this list. Jordan Leslie. He's a guy that's already on the radar of NFL scouts. He's UTEP's leading receiver. Body of work. Over 100 career catches. 115, right? 2,000 yards receiving. Double-digit touchdowns. He caught seven touchdowns alone last year and 44 catches. The guy can ball. And if he has a good year for BYU, he's got a chance. Because I think the difference between, like, Leslie and Blackman versus Hoffman is speed. So we have Taysom. If Cody was faster, he would have been drafted. Yes, no question. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Devon Blackman, Paul Lasique, and Jordan Leslie. That is our top five looking to the future for NFL prospects that wear BYU football uniforms. Two of which are seniors. So we identified three juniors. BYU, uh, he, here's the news with 2015 to me, Spencer. I don't see BYU getting a draft pick next year. If I just sit back and go be real with it, I don't see a draft pick in there. I would like to be surprised. As of now, I don't see one. But I think that BYU is junior heavy, and that's probably why. That's fantastic. And the thing is, the way things are shaping up with that schedule and all of the talent that they're bringing in, this new recruiting emphasis that they're making. 2016, I see multiple picks. Next year, I see 11 wins. So give me 11 wins. I could care less about a draft pick. That will come. Win consistently, the draft picks will follow. We've discussed Get that already. Get great individuals, regardless of your season, too. Others in the mix. Bronson Kafusi, Alani Fua, Rob Daniel has great Those speed. Those are the three others. Those, they're kind of outside shots in the next year or so. Uh, Alani and Rob, seniors. Yeah. Bronson, a junior. Now, and now a linebacker. He's got to prove himself at a different position. Look at where they're from. Taysom Hill, Idaho. Jamal Williams, California. Devon Blackman, California. Jordan Leslie, Texas. Alani Fua, California. Rob Daniel, California. Bronze Kafusi, Utah. Paula Sike, New Zealand. Okay? I, I bring that up because almost half of the NFL draftees in 2014 came from four states. And that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yeah! 48 Count it. 48% of the NFL draftees this year came from Texas, California, Florida, and Georgia. Wow. Four those, states. Those are some of the biggest states in the United States, these United States of America. So that makes sense. But that's where the talent is. And guess what? BYU is recruiting those states more and harder. 21 high school slash junior college guys in the recruiting class this year. 10 from those states. 7 from California. 3 from Texas. 
Guess where Mark Atawai has been this week? Florida. Florida and Oregon. He said that he went cross country and uh, hashtag it, hashtagged it real ballers <laughs> with a Z. BYU needs these guys. <laughs> I've talked about this before. There's the BYU guy. It's the white guy that's LDS that goes on a mission. That's going to be the beef of your program. But guess what? You need these transfers that BYU's getting. And you need what we've mentioned, uh, Ben Criddle calls, the double minorities. Non-LDS. You're an African-American, and you're not LDS at BYU. These guys are the ones that get drafted uh, more, uh, somewhat more often. BYU's had the, the white return missionary do it, but it's just a little harder. So where should BYU recruit? We've already answered that question. Texas, California, Florida. Okay, we'll start with those three states, and that's where they're going. BYU has a guy named Jeff Martin who does an incredible job. He's been here, uh, I want to say, about a year. You're going to have to, something like that. The, he's in charge. He's the recruiting director, essentially. And he's recruiting kind of, coordinator. Recruiting coordinator. He's opened up all these different avenues that we haven't seen in a while under Bronco Mendenhall. They want to take this program to the next level. And so Jeff is a guy that's been an integral part of that. He had this to say. We don't want to just focus just on Utah, even though we're going to start in Utah. I know that there's you know, excellent football players all across the country, and then we'll go wherever it takes to, to find them. Elite talent helps your team win. It gets your team noticed and then gets the elite individual talent noticed. And those guys get, wait for it, drafted. drafted. Yes. They're recruiting for the draft. Because they want elite talent. If you can recruit draft picks, you're going to win. I mean, obviously, they have to honor the code. They have to apply. BYU will make sure that those guys fit. Bronco Mendenhall was a defensive coordinator when BYU had the issues during the Gary Cronin era. He understands fully the negative impact that that can have on the program. And BYU does not want to have anything close to that ever. So BYU is very careful in who they're trying to pick up. That fits BYU. I'm going to say this. Does nine picks in nine years somehow diminish what Bronco Mendenhall has done for this BYU football program? In my mind, no. no. But it could, if he had 18, Absolutely that would not. add a little something It would something help. For it me. does not take away. The fact that he has so many guys go as free agents and get picked up by NFL teams shows me that he gets the most out of his players. And that Dennis Pitta is one of the best tight ends in the league. Ziggy was a Rookie of the Year candidate. Kyle Van Noy is a top 40 pick. He's going to be a rookie Austin of the year Colley. candidate. Austin Colley was leading the NFL <laughs> when he got hurt with the Colts with concussions. Like, he was number one in everything. Receiving yards, touchdowns, all of it. Catches, all of that. Yes. I mean, so that it doesn't – this the shadow that people want to cast on Bronco Mendo. It's his fault. It's not his fault. He's getting more out of his players. Now he's just going to get a separate talent pool to try and take his program to the next level. It's different nowadays. Like in the 80s. The, the Glenn Kozlowski's of the world could help you win a ton of games and then get into the league and play a little bit. It's not as much so uh, nowadays. You need a different kind of player. And guess what? Steve Largent is non-existent now. I, uh, I like, mean, or you're just thrown into the slot and your name's Wes Welker. Or Wes Welker. Or Danny Amendola in the, back, <laughs> in the backfield. Like, it's different. All of these NFL hopefuls, tell you what, they need to bring it on August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 107. We're down to 107. We're almost sub 100. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you're sending in your responses on Twitter. Where does getting players drafted rank in your priority list for BYU football? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. 
Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> At SNW Bound or Snowbound. Right behind getting players playing in the NFL. Huh. So you'd so, rather so have players the free play agent experience. Yeah. than get drafted. Well, no, getting into the NFL meaning free agents and draft picks. Okay. See, I, the I, draft I, is validating that, like free agents. Everyone's signing free agents deal, deals. Not everyone's getting draft a bunch of draft picks. But how many guys make those teams? And, and for the BYU, draft picks do more often. That's why drafting is validated. Didn't one of the Reynolds kids make it as a free agent? Dallas. Yeah. Would I rather have a, a Dan, let's Daniel? Let's not Coates. act like free agency and a draft pick are on the same level. No, they're not. They're, they're not. It's is it? E- it's easier to make the team the fifty three if you're a draft pick. Yes. Absolutely they want you. Is. Free agents like, well, we'll give you a shot. At Bridger Hill, vitally important. Success breeds success. Good coaching and draft-worthy players equal team success and also a huge program. Hashtag recruiting tool. That is yes, the point. Yes, yes. It can be used as a recruiting tool. John Beck told us yesterday, I came to BYU thinking about wanting to play in the NFL because of the quarterback legacy that was here. And I wonder with Jordan Leslie – how much he thought, you know what, I'm at UTEP, I've done well, I'm not getting noticed maybe as much as I want to for the league. What if I go to BYU and I play on ESPN and I have a Taysom Hill quarterback? What if? And I know Guy Holiday, obviously that's my connection to BYU. I wonder how much that factored in for him. At Parker Lauren, very high to me because it is a why football player's dream to get to the NFL, and I want to see these great kids reach their dream. Yeah. I mean, that's, that kind of goes without saying. Like, you, you want to see the kids succeed. You want to see these guys get to the next level. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, how big of an impact will Kyle Van Noy make this year for the Detroit Lions? The senior insider for the Lions joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Log on to BYUTVSports.com today for the latest in BYU sports news with articles, interviews, and highlights, as well as access to hundreds, if not millions, of games in the film room. It's awesome. Go to BYUTVSports.com today. Millions? Nah, you're right. <laughs> it has been an NFL draft-themed week. Joining BYU Sports Nation from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, Tim Twentyman, senior insider and writer for the Detroit Lions, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Tim First of all, it's been a really, really big deal that Kyle Van Noy got drafted to the Lions, but that he's reunited with his former roommate and teammate, Ziggy Ansah. How does Detroit feel about the reunification of these two BYU football players? Well, I think if you look at the last two drafts, probably the picks that people liked the most in those drafts were in, in 2013, Ziggy Ansah, number five overall. And and I think people here are really excited about what Kyle Vinoy can bring to the defense, you know, number 45 overall, the second-round pick this year. So, you know, I think just from from looking at the draft and analyzing it from a fan's perspective, those are probably two of the most popular picks the last two seasons for for Detroit Lions fans. Tim, how uh, wanted was Van Noy given that the Lions traded up with the Seahawks to get the 40th pick? Well, it's exactly what they want on, on defense. You know, they're changing up their defense a little bit this year. They're going to play kind of some open and closed ends, and, and they wanted a strong side linebacker. Um, you know, who could play on the line of scrimmage, who could rush the passer, who could drop back in coverage. And as you guys know better than anyone, Kyle Vinoy did a lot of all the all included there um, at BYU. You know, he had seven interceptions, over 20 sacks. 
um, you know, affected defenses, scored five touchdowns. So he's the playmaker. He's the closer, as general manager Martin Mayhew called him here in his introductory press conference, that the Lions really needed on defense, that they wanted that versatile linebacker. Tim Twentyman, the lead writer for DetroitLions.com, is on BYU Sports Nation. How much will Kyle see the field this year as a Lion? We're kind of anticipating that because they traded up to get him, he's, he's going to play He's going to play and play right away. What do you think he's going to do to impact the team this year? Yeah, guys, I see him as a day-one starter on that defense, along with um, you know uh, Stephen Tulloch and, and DeAndre Levy, who had a terrific season for the Lions on the other side. So, um, you know, they moved up to get him. He was the missing piece, they thought, in, in the front seven. Um, so I would be very shocked if he wasn't the, the starting Sam linebacker day one for the Lions in training camp. Wow. Uh, Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, a senior writer and insiders on BYU Sports Nation. Tim, uh, our perspective uh, in Utah of uh, the Detroit Lions is that they have a ton of awesome receivers, a really good quarterback in Matthew Stafford. It's basically holding the other team to less points than they score since they can do it. And they add Eric Ebron, the fantastic tight end in the first round. Was this a move to try and shore up that defense a little bit to give the team a better chance in the playoffs? Yeah, it was. You know, you know, I mentioned off the top, you know, how they plan to use Kyle, but but the term that that's been thrown around, you know, from the front office a lot is closers. You know, this is a Detroit Lions team last year that was seven and nine, but in fifteen of sixteen games, they were either tied or had the lead in the fourth quarter. Wow! Think about that for a second. Yikes. They were either tied or had the lead in fifteen games last year, and they couldn't make that one play. They couldn't get that one first down. They couldn't make that one third down stop late in games, you know, to, to, to turn some of those losses into wins. And, and I think when, when they're looking for guys like Eric Ebron, you know, there's a guy they think can get that extra third down in the fourth quarter. When you're talking about a Kyle Van Noy, there's a guy who can make that play on third and three, you know, have a runner get a two-yard gain, and you're off the field and you're getting the ball to your offense. They needed closers. They wanted guys who finished plays, finished games, could make plays, and, and they think they certainly got those in, in guys like Van Noy and guys like Eric Ebron. In Kyle Van Noy's introductory press conference, what was your first impression of him and how he handled the media in Detroit? Likeable. I think that's, you know, and I talked to Kyle. He came in for a pre-draft visit, and I got a chance to sit down with him and, and talk to him, and I can actually give you a funny story about Ziggy during that during that. Uh, during that pre-draft visit, but, but he's confident, you know, I, I think he's laid back. I, I don't think, and you guys would know this better than me, but I don't think he wants to be out there in front of cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. I think he's a respectful guy. I think he's nice, but I think he turns into a completely different person between the lines. And I think that's exactly the kind of guy you want. I mean, we've got a new coach here in, in Jim Caldwell and, and, you know, he really preaches a family atmosphere, doing community work, being a good player on and off the field. And I think that's exactly what they got in Kyle Vinoy, but you guys would probably know that better than me. So what's the funny story? Yeah, I kind of set that one up, didn't I, guys? No. <laughs> I, so, so before Kyle came in for his visit, I just happened to run into Ziggy Ansa in the hallway. And Ziggy's recovering from shoulder surgery and, and should be ready to go by training camp. But, you know, I talked to him and I asked him about Kyle Vinoy because he was a guy that kind of piqued my interest at the Combine and some other things. And he, Ziggy told me, like, you're a terrific player. And he said that, Eric, or, uh, excuse me. He said that uh, Kyle Vinoy was the best player on that defense when we played together in 2012. That's coming from the number five overall pick the following year. And so when 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 uh, Kyle was in for his visit, I told him that story, and Ziggy said that. And 
Kyle looked at me and said, he better have said that. I taught the kid how to play football. <laughs> you guys know the story behind yeah. that. Obviously, Ziggy hadn't had any football experience, but I think that just goes to their relationship. They're, they're close. They were roommates. And, and I think when you can come into the NFL and, and you have a friend, you have a guy that you can lean on, you have a guy who went through it last year, I think that's only going to help Kyle Noy. Tim Twentyman, lead writer for DetroitLions.com. He is the senior insider and now discussing the BYU pipeline to Motown. Tim, when you look at Kyle and expectations for him, based on what Ziggy did for this team, uh, do, do you feel like they're sky high or, or are people a little bit more have a reserved optimism? What do you think? Well, I think they're a little bit you know, sky high. You look at Kyle last year. Um, and, and he saw so many double teams, and he saw you, know, you saw his production drop. When, when Kyle's come into a situation where he's got Ziggy, he led all rookies last year with eight sacks. And Dominican Sue, a Pro Bowl player, Nick Fairley, a, a dominant rusher, a, you know, a guy who gets in the backfield, and then a combination of Jason Jones and Devin Taylor, who all played well last year too. So Kyle's stepping into a terrific situation in terms of he's got probably one of the best defensive fronts in front of him. He's going to open up a lot of one-on-one situations for him. And I think, you know, if Levy has the season that he had and, and some of their defensive backs develop like they hope they will, um, there's a, certainly a lot of optimism here in Detroit with, with what you said they could do offensively. Now they just got to improve that defense. They think they, they went a long way with Kyle Vinoy. Monday, our discussion, uh, part of it was a nickname for this duo. A lot of it had to do with the fact that they're both Mormon and obviously BYU. <laughs> Zions, Lions, uh, Thundercats. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Has anyone come uh, up with a nickname for this duo in Detroit yet? There has not been. We're counting on you guys. We're counting on you guys over there to okay. come up with one. You guys know him better than, than us here. I think once people see Kyle on the field um, and, and see what kind of football player he is, and, and they already know what Ziggy is, but maybe something will form there. But, yeah, the Mormon sensations, I mean, you, you guys will have to come up with them. And, and I will relay them to the people. You guys have a contest, your best there one. We go. I'll put it out on Twitter. Awesome. And, and we can see if it'll take off. <laughs> well, here are a couple. How yeah, about, we did how it about, Monday. How about Brigham's Brothers, the Elders well, of Defense, or Zion's Lions? Those are our the three elders, favorites. The Elders of Defense, I think, is my favorite. <laughs> that, that is so good. I, I want to ask you more about uh, Ziggy because we got to know him. I actually, three or four years ago, would play pickup basketball with him in one of the buildings on campus and kind of got to know him. And then he went mm-hmm. on the football team, so he was just like the dude that I played basketball with now on the football team. Now he's in the NFL. What was the reaction after the first year of Ziggy Ansah in Detroit? Well, I think people are really excited about it. I mean, you go back to his first preseason game, and I think it was the third play from the Pick Jets. Six. And, and, and yeah, six flags. Excuse me. Yeah, it was, it was early. That's all I know. And Ziggy, you know, drops back, intercepts a pass, and runs it in for a touchdown. And I think right there, Lions fans thought, oh, boy, what do we got here? And what they got is a guy who's 6'5", 270 pounds, and runs a 200 and sub-21 seconds. And so it's, it's, it's athleticism, and it's just sheer athleticism. You saw that. He had eight sacks last year, and he had eight sacks when he was dealing with some injuries. So, you know, they're hoping Ziggy Ansah can come back, be healthy. Now he knows what to expect. Um, you know, I, I think defenses aren't going to be able to do to him what they tried to do with the chips and some of the other things with, with the way they're changing their defense and, and going to employ a fifth rusher like a Kyle Vinoy. So, you know, Ziggy's going to be on that open side. Um, you know, he's going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. And, and I think anything less than double-digit sacks would, would probably be a disappointment at this point for Ziggy. And, and I, I personally think he can get that and, and maybe even more. 
Tim Twentyman has covered the Detroit Lions since 2009, the senior writer for DetroitLions.com. You brought up Ziggy's injury. What's the status uh, with him post-operation, and, and how is his rehab going with that? Yeah, it's going well. You know, he's been here. Um, he hasn't been taking part so much in the off-season training program, um, but he's been at the at the pra- at the practices and and everything else. And um, he said it was going going fine when I saw him in the hallway that one day. And the Lions fully expect him to be ready to go by training camp, probably even a little bit before that. Um, but you know, it's good to get that thing done, get that shoulder surgery done post season um yeah he misses a little bit of the of the training program and, and and maybe it's significant because there's a new coaching staff because it's a little bit different scheme but um you guys know ziggy's a, a very smart guy he'll pick it up quick and he'll be healthy and, and ready to go by training camp what are the next couple of days and weeks like for kyle vanoy well he's got mini camp he's got rookie mini camp this weekend friday saturday and sunday so um, he's going to get his uh, his rude awakening to the NFL. You know, <laughs> he's going to get you know get to go through the paces and, and know what a real practice is like. And you know, he's already here. He's already participating in the in the um, off season training program practices. But those aren't like real practices. It's going to be a two hour, you know, get it done, full team kind of practice. And then right after that, he's going to join the veterans. So he's going to have a rude awakening this weekend, and then he's going to have a ruder awakening next week when he joins the veteran guys and, and, and is part of the OTA practice, which begin the following week. So, you know, there's an adjustment period there, certainly for for every rookie. Um, but, you know, Kyle's played a lot of football. He's a smart guy, and I think he'll acclimate himself pretty well. I know that there are some rookie jokes or rookie hazing that the uh, the veterans like to do to the new guys in town. What are some of the things that Kyle may or may not have to go through when training camp rolls around? Yeah, it's very, very tame here, guys. I, I mean, it really is. I mean, the Lions are probably one of the more tamer teams, and it's by design. I, I think it's this more of a blue-collar town. You're talking about the Motor City, lunch pail type of type of uh, town. So, um, you know, he'll be carrying helmets off practice fields, carrying shoulder pads. But <laughs> yeah. there, there's no taping to the goalposts here, or throwing guys <laughs> in ice tubs, and none of that goes on here. He'll just... He'll have some extra labor, uh, you know, taking care of some of the vets. He'll probably have to spring for some donuts and, and some of that stuff in the morning. But, um, you know, it's all fun nature, nothing major here. What can Ziggy teach Kyle Van Noy about playing in the NFL? Because Kyle well, was the guy that taught Ziggy how to play college football. Yeah. I think the one thing that rookies realize, and, and I talked to Larry Warford, the talented guard, um, that, that we drafted here in the third round about this a couple weeks ago, and it's that rookie wall. You know, guys aren't used to 16 games. Guys aren't used to the rigors of the NFL. And I think that's one thing that Ziggy can probably help Kyle prepare for. You know, I talked to Larry and he said, well, I hit that wall about week 13. I didn't know how I got through week 14, 15, 16, and 17. You know, guys play 13 games in, in college, and then they have a month before their their uh, bowl game. So they're not used to this every week. And I think that's the one asset that, that Ziggy can really help with Kyle is do this rest when you can, prepare your body, get treatment, take care of yourself, and, and I think that'll help Kyle in the long run. Tim Twentyman, the lead writer for DetroitLions.com on BYU Sports Nation. Tim, we appreciate the insight. Looking forward to see what Kyle and Ziggy do together as the elders of defense in Detroit. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm looking forward to that nickname, guys. All right. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right, guys. Oh, that's so good. How about he said, without question, day one, Kyle, day, I know he's going to be a starter. starter. Wow. And that he's going to help get that nickname out there. I think that was the biggest thing that came out of that. The Elders of Defense. <laughs> Is there a better one? Is that the official one we submit? <laughs> I mean, we did verbally, but...
Well, you he, can follow he's him the lead writer, so. He, he's, he's somebody you got to follow on Twitter, by the way, at T20Man. He's going to be the guy that's going to keep you up to date with Kyle and Zeke for yeah, sure. We'll have him back on the show later. ACC scheduling concerns, draftees, and images of the new Batmobile. All big deal or no deal? We discuss next. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Hey, you're up. Hey, you're up. Yeah, BYU men's volleyball is there. BYU Sports Nation's <laughs> on demand. Video is on BYUtv.org slash DVR, and audio is on BYUsportsNation.com. So if you missed the show live, no worries. There's video and audio on demand. Are we live? Are we live? Let's start this over. Three, two, and one. <laughs> yes. I don't know why, why. Why do like reporters and anchors feel the need to go three, two, and one? It's, it's like for, could, it's, for, it's for editors, isn't it? I know. Couldn't you just go? Okay, here we go, and then pick it up. Three, two, and one. Three, two, one. I don't know whoever decided that. But I did it when I was C, working B, for six years A. in the news. Yeah. Three, two, one. I know. I did it forever here, too. It's like, <laughs> why do we do that? You know, that's not a big deal at all. No, it's not. You know what is a big deal? Big deal. Big deal. No deal. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Thanks Let's saying it like go that. number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU and Utah State having the same amount of draft picks in the last nine years. No deal. Come on. Who, how many games has BYU won against Utah State on the field? That's what matters most to me. Who's winning most of those games? <laughs> BYU. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Utah State, <laughs> on your one win in 2010. Other than that, no deal. This is a big deal. I don't want to be on the same plane as Utah State in anything. <laughs> I don't – I. BYU has a better football career. Utah State is emerging. They're getting better. They're competing really well with BYU in these games. Last year, BYU blows them out. Uh, who knows if Chucky Keaton's in the game, if it's closer. But b- same amount of picks as Utah State. They're producing the same amount of talent up there. BYU is a program with more prestige that should have more draft picks. Big Num- deal. Number up. two. Big deal, no deal. According to Detroit Lions insider Tim Twentyman, Kyle Vanoy to start day one. That is a huge deal. How awesome is that? Two BYU guys starting in the same defensive 11 for an NFL team on day one. Back to back draft picks. That's a really big deal. It just is. I'll go. I'll go big deal. I was going to know no what? deal. Because, How could you say no deal? Because we said it the other day and it's not big news to us that we thought that already. Yet it hasn't happened. There are only 32 Sam or strong side linebackers in the NFL. And that Kyle Van Noy would be one of those on day one. That's a big deal. So that's why we'll go big deal. Yes. Number three. Big <laughs> yes. deal, no deal. Utah with a walk-off victory over BYU last night. Uh, I want to say this is no deal because I don't want to give them credit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a big deal. Anytime you lose to Utah. And in that fashion. It's a big deal. Yeah, big deal. You don't want to get walked off by Utah. That but who happens. won the aggregate? Yeah. that's what the It's real been a hard year against Utah, the Deseret First Duel, we have not even paid attention to or mentioned because it's been bad. What is that, number four? <laughs> Big deal, no deal. BYU softball dominates the all-WCC team honors. I just imagine that's Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> you're not Colonel. Uh, that's capital B-I-G deal. That's a big deal because of what happened. We learned this yesterday from Coach Gordon Eakin. He said, when we asked him what the turnaround for the, or what the credit the turnaround to the program was, and he says, "Well, experience and your show." So the fact that they had seven players named the All West Coast Conference team 
in correlation with them being regular guests on BYU Sports Nation, that's a big deal. The Big Ten would call that a B1G deal. <laughs> big deal. BYU, first year of the WCC. They win the title. They get the head coach of the year the same day. He was on our show, BYU Sports Nation Karma, Gordon Eakin. And seven <laughs> uh, of the ladies on the first and second team, five and two. That was really subtle. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Images of the new Batman and Batmobile tweeted out yesterday. <laughs> it just became a big deal because of that sound effect. You can't say no deal after that. In a world. <laughs> yeah. One, one man with a costume on. It's a Porsche. It's a Porsche Batmobile. How cool is that? I'm going no deal. This looks like everything we've already seen before. This isn't 2005 when Batman Begins comes out. It's 2014. We've seen this. And there's no way that's Ben Affleck in there. <laughs> you don't think so? Did you see that guy? <laughs> No! <laughs> it's Bane. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking over. I am the new Batman. <laughs> Where does getting players drafted rank in good? your priority list for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> More Bane and the Cougar Whip wrapped up next. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. That is right. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan hanging out. You know what time it is, brother? Yep. It's time for the (laughs) Cougar Whip Around Football. And one. Connie Akua Friel accepted a minicamp invite from the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Making him the sixth Cougar rookie to get a shot at the NFL this season. Baseball. BYU lost 5-4 at Utah last night. (laughs) Utes scored three runs in the night to walk off the Cougars. Softball. West Coast Conference Awards are out, yo! Gordon Eakin is the Coach of the Year. Congratulations. Sidney Broderick is the Co-Freshman of the Year. Tori Allman, Lauren Bell, Mercedes O'Connor, and Mackenzie St. Clair were on the first team. Ashley Robinson and McKenna Bowl. Can I get a dramatic soundbite for that? Thank you. That's a big deal, man. They made the second team. Congrats. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Men's volleyball. <laughs> every four-year NCAA teams, every four years, NCAA teams get a chance to travel and compete internationally. The men's volleyball team played a match yesterday in Prague. How's that's Prague, snu- guys? That snuck up on me. I was like, what are you guys doing in Europe? How's Prague? Uh, Taylor Sanders not with them. He's uh, training with the uh, Team USA right now. But Devin Young uh, went on the trip to Europe. True or false, Taylor Sanders will win a gold medal for Team USA in either beach volleyball or hardcore volleyball. I want to say true, but what the United States did uh, in 2008 was fantastic. That's their... Mm. That's their uh, I don't know how many golds they've won in USA Men's Volleyball, but it was a big deal. Pinnacle moment. Tomorrow on the show, Kyle Collinsworth. We're going to get an update on his ACL injury recovery as he gets ready. And saving lives. And also, yeah. Seriously. He, he saved somebody's life. In not Hawaii. Life. Not live. In their, he life. saved their life. <laughs> not tape delayed. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth, however, will not be joining us. Okay. Kyle Collinsworth nor, on the show. Kyle Collinsworth not on the show. Nor will Brandon Davis or Noah Hartstock. Who gets Horizon shout today? Mm, how, how about, about the? Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Gordon Eakin. Okay, I was going to say women's so- has yeah. to be women's softball as opposed to men's softball. Uh, yeah, Gordon Eakin and the softball team. Congrats. They compete tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's hard to avoid something said in my ear sometimes. Uh, <laughs> react, not react. <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow, NCAA Regionals uh, in Seattle for the 
Cougars Day BYU. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Where does getting players drafted rank in your priority list for BYU football? Bring on the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Yes. My favorite one is still tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. At Chess Sports, one or two diamonds in the rough can go anywhere, but schools with consistent multiple draft pick history traditionally win more games. You win more games because you have those guys on your team. That, you know, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. If BYU has more draft picks, I think that means their teams are going to be better. Winning gets you noticed more as well. Yeah. You hope that you can put it together with those individuals to win. Great individuals don't always yield wins. BYU's had more wins than uh, – BYU's a less talented team than some other teams, but BYU can – Make because of good coaching, good chemistry, discipline, hard work, all those things, they win more. I will say this if BYU wins 10 or 11 games last year, I think Cody Hopping gets drafted, whether it's the sixth or the seventh round. I really, I really think that that would happen. I would hope so. I'm shocked that he didn't. At KB7UDZ, uh, like John Beck mentioned yesterday, his goal was to play in the NFL. I think it should be a high priority as a recruiting incentive. It should be. Fred Warner, Uriah Leatawa, Nick Kurtz, all these guys. The league is in their mind. They want to play in the NFL. Why not? Why, why are you playing football at the Division One level if you don't have a dream to play to at the get, next level? To get a scholarship. Some guys, that's the case. But yes. the, the elite guys, it's to get to the league, man. They want to play in the NFL. Yeah. Can't blame them for that. Now, we did get uh, – we also asked you, what's the best nickname for Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy Ansah in Detroit? We got a great response at here. At Brett Parker 6, he says the Motown Mission. Yeah, the Motown <laughs> – yes. How about Motown Missionaries? I like it. That's not bad. Neither of them serve right the mission. Right now, Tim Twentyman. But this is their mission. Tim Twentyman says it's the elders of defense. Yeah. He's the lead writer That's for DetroitLions.com. Hey, thanks to our guest today, Tim Twentyman from the Detroit Lions. Follow at BYU Sports Nation for lots of awesomeness. <laughs> that generic is awesome. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon. Jerem's throwing stuff again. And Softball. on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Warren Wheat. BYU Sports Nation back to work Sweet. tomorrow.